Let's be real, man. 186. We back here again. How y'all doing? We're good. We we knocking on 200. Yep. We knocking on it. At least we done pulled up to it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> 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 bro, can you do that knock again, bro? That was an efficient knock, bro. Bro, I was hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get in a good space though. Like that right there bro, you look like you're on the, you look like you're on the ring camera like i can watch you from my phone shout out to ring by the way they need to sponsor us Wee, hey. that'd be a good one yeah <laughs> with that knock that you just did by the way literally <laughs> all right man let's get started with our intro Let's be real. All right. And as always, y'all know y'all can listen to us on, we are on 11 different podcast platforms and 12, including YouTube. So uh, I, ain't about to, I ain't about to name them all. Spotify, Stitcher, mm. Google, uh, iHeart, you name it. <laughs> it's it's such such point, it ain't no excuse. It ain't no excuse to say you can't find us at this point. Brother, Look at the ticker. All right, man. Let's, let's get on track. Hey. <laughs> Memphis I A R P case, Skyla. Because that's going to be a very difficult segue. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But much awaited, bro. This has been a case um, that, or at least a cloud over uh, the University of Memphis Tiger basketball program over the past, what, year or two um, since this whole James Wiseman um, incident went down, in which um, there was reports, there was documents to say that Penny Hardaway paid money to the mother of James Wiseman to have her come to Memphis or to have him play basketball in Memphis, um, which then a year or two after that, he was uh, the Memphis basketball coach. And so um, there was speculation. There was um, hate essentially thrown on his name to say he there was improper benefits given from Penny Hardaway to James Wiseman to make all of that happen. Is essentially almost in, in a sense forced his way to be the Memphis head coach. So since then, the NCAA has um, along with the IRAP, um, has put allegations against Memphis to say, you know, those were improper benefits. Um, you know, Penny Hardaway somehow, some way flexed his way to be the head coach. And so um, the case finally came to an end. Um, thank God, because it seemed like every time that I got excited for Memphis basketball, I got reminded about like the cases coming, the cases coming, the results of that first, um, was on its way. So essentially what happened is Memphis got a slap on the wrist. Um, the IRP essentially ruled in the Memphis's favor to say um, that in no shape or form did Penny do anything um, outside of what he was allowed to do to um, to essentially give uh, Penny uh, James Wiseman that money. Um, there was nothing that he tried to do to you know to essentially get um, whatever the coach's name was at that time out of his job or whatever. So um, it's good to see that I think they only got like a, I think three vacated games if I'm not mistaken. There's some random seminar class that somebody has to take. Um, and then essentially they're just on probation for the next three years to stay essentially 
uh, we don't want you guys catching or you don't want to catch us uh, doing you. You guys don't want to be doing something difficult or getting caught in something um, in some type of issue or whatever. So um, it's good that all of this is over with. Um, it's good to, for the, the program to be able to move on um, and get ready for the season. So I'm not sure if y'all are into this case, but um, have at it. Yep. Uh, like Jesus, like you said, for next three years, like Jesus once said, don't get caught. Hey, next three years. Don't get caught. Literally. <laughs> got three years profession, 10 seminars, and don't get caught with anything, or you're gonna get mm -hmm. the hammer drop for real. Mm -hmm. um, um, how to explain this IARP case? It's shocking. I can't say it's not shocking. For sure. Uh, especially for us, Memphis, who mm -hmm. they always seem to get. Apparently, mm -hmm. they made they made some good arguments. Uh Gary Perry still banging his head, uh, saying that you know he's still shocked and he don't know how they feel for those arguments, but hey. It is what it is, man. We got through. Celebrate our wins. Uh, we're moving forward. Um, shout out to Penny. No suspension. Um, the three vacated mm -hmm. games, so I'm assuming the three games James Washington played in. And we lost one of those games. So I guess they vacated the loss. Cool with me. <laughs> <laughs> so they said they vacated three wins. He played three games and we lost one of them. So I, I don't know which other win they vacated. But yeah. uh, shout, shout out to IARP. Uh, I'm pretty sure now. <laughs> Unfortunately, other teams, uh, well, other teams always get away with stuff anyway, but Kansas definitely will probably be getting away with the stuff that they did. Um, because a lot of people thought they weren't gonna get a chance to, to defend their national championship, they probably ain't gonna get the hammer dropping on them now as well. Um, uh, and a couple other teams I think was under the fire with the IARP, so I think they're just trying to risk this process with the IARP, uh, especially since players are getting paid now. Um, so it's like you can't really punish them, uh, for paying folks anymore so uh it's cool with us we ride let's get ready for the season yeah i like uh go ahead sir. go ahead bro oh uh, um i like the connection you made also about um you know players are getting paid now anyways um so i mean i know it was like you know not yesterday or last year but again we're at a different stage in our lives and careers um, as a whole with the sports nation. Um, I'm just glad that Memphis <laughs> doesn't suffer in regards to not being able to play in tournaments um, and having uh, quote unquote a postseason, so to speak, um, at the collegiate level. And it also, you know, doesn't damage recruiting. Um, yes, there's a cloud over them, so to speak, or over the University of Memphis basketball in regards to can't do anything wrong. But I mean, as long as you don't do nothing wrong, we good. Um, and we can play in the NIT and the NCAA tournaments and without fault. And to your point, vacating the three games, two wins, one loss, three wins, doesn't matter. Um, didn't mean, didn't make or break us to win a championship or anything like that. So that's water underneath your bridge and let's move on. So with me, I honestly, being straight up, forgot about the case because I felt that this, it wasn't as damaging as I thought it could have been. And what I mean by that is that if you literally look at the facts, like Shark, you were talking about Gary Parrish and how they were shocked, you know, about how this case got away. I'm not. If you literally look at the facts of James Wiseman literally being able to play at East High School, which is kind of where everything started, if the TSAA, TSSAA, um, they cleared him, they allowed him to play for Penny at East High School, what's the issue from the start? You know what I'm saying? If Penny is already giving money to his alma mater, alma mater which that's what a lot of athletes do when they get a lot of money. That's what people do when they get a lot of money. That shouldn't have been an issue either way. So now that he's coaching and I guess he's still giving money to the university, that shouldn't have mattered. 
So to me, if you literally put your facts straight, put your ducks in a row, that, that this was just spotlight for the University of Memphis program, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Do you got a case that probably somebody was hating on Penny because he was getting all the top recruits, especially James Wiseman? You know what I'm saying? And you put James Wiseman in an unfortunate situation because we we were talking about how he had to pay Penny money back. Like that was that was some BS. Like this this been a whole BS case that I'm I'm finally happy that it's solved. Um, it was a, a, a it was a small dark cloud that could have gotten bigger, of course. But the fact that athletes are getting paid now, I think helps with this situation right now for sure. Um, but from yeah. the jump, something just seemed fishy. And if you, like I said, put the ducks in a row from beginning to end, he played high school. He was able to come to University of Memphis with no problems. He played games, no problems. And out of nowhere, this case come. You know, that, it, it was a BS. But Wiseman still, you know, solidified himself or is solidifying himself in the league. So thank God for that. Yeah, and I think part of, I think, uh, and again, I, I was shocked because there were, I mean, we, a lot of people thought that at minimum Penny was going to be suspended for some games like he had to sit out so i was at least expecting that but like to see like this is all that they got like it was i'm sorry it was extremely shocking to me and i think another thing that they ruled in favor was like it was hard to for say like yeah i'm going to make all of these moves that way i can be the coach of the men's basketball team i think that was the most difficult thing for me and like i didn't even understand like why this was the case anyway like for me, honestly, I didn't care that, you know, Penny Hardaway gave him the money. Like, that was years before he became the coach. But for people to say that he did all of those moves and he did X, Y, and Z to become the coach while Tubby Smith – I think Tubby Smith had just got hired, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, how does – like, people still talking about Tubby Smith? Yes. Like, that, I think that's part of the reason, like, <laughs> I, I don't know who said what, but <laughs> I, I, I'm of a believer that either some of this came from uh, Cali Perry and his staff – or Tubby Smith and his staff. It came from one of the two places. It couldn't have come from Both. anybody within Penny Hardaway's camp. So, like, I think that's why a lot of this came to fruition. And also, the NCAA started. It was because, so they ruined James Wiseman eligible. It was because they still played him when yeah, they did that. That's when the NCAA went mm -hmm. on campus and started doing their investigation uh, because they played him ineligibly. If they had just not played him, and he probably still got a six or twelve game suspension. You know, he might have stayed, but that wasn't really on Penny. That was more on uh, who was the Tom Bowen and mm -hmm. President Rudd. That was really more on them. They were supposed to stop it, and they yeah. didn't. Um, so that's why a lot of people didn't really truly get on blame Penny, but the NCAA was coming after Penny. And also, TWSWA did take back those. Uh, they had nothing to do with NCAA. They took back uh, East Championships. They took them away, uh, Penny, for Penny playing to get James Wiseman there. So they did take those from East, unfortunately. Damn it, East. Yeah, and, and honestly, shout out to shout out to um for the school and shout out to um to to President Ruff for like even having the guts to to fight this case. Like, I mean, he stood right there toe to toe with Penny. Like, they never, in a sense, came off as if they didn't have his back. Like, they were willing to fight this case. Like, when a lot of schools probably would not have, they would have done some self-imposing X, Y, and Z. Um, but you know, for them to really have his back, in my opinion, like. Shows how much that the the program and the, and the university cares about Penny. Yep, yeah, like my guy Dom just said, you know, he just come in and said at the time nobody knew Toby was leaving. Like it's, you know, Memphis still was thinking about keeping Toby because uh, they right. had so many. He had two, three years left on the contract. They still was right. like, ah, we didn't want to pay that, but if we can get Penny in here, yeah, we are gonna go on ahead and pay the buyout mm -hmm. and break in Penny because they didn't have to pay Penny much. He came kind of mm -hmm. did it for a discount initially. Yeah. 
I still can't believe Tubby Smith for part of the conversation. Like, there's more people on this podcast than at the games when he was coaching. Like, I'm hey, chill out. It's it's something with the coaches, those higher upper coaches or those, you know, when you make friends in the industry and they just, the respect level, I don't know. It's, that is what it is. But it's amazing how people don't want to see other people succeed. I think that's the biggest thing in all of this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. People really be praying on your downfall. Yep. But... Like I said, we're good to go. Uh, season start in a couple years. We're not too far from it. In a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. A couple weeks. No Memphis Madness this year, but they're going to have a block party. So I'm stay, pulling stay up. Stay tuned. <laughs> right. You got to go to yeah, give videos for me, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Next subject. Let's go to the football field. Two are talking for lower. Now, we know, uh, of course, the injury here is to get injured a lot, but this is uh, stuff got real serious this week. So I'm pretty sure everybody on this podcast saw what happened in the Buffalo game. Uh, that first initial hit, he fell down, hit his head. He got up wobbling. He came back into the game in the second half. He played well the second half, but it, it, looked, it looked like a concussion, a concussion right? Um, they say it was a back injury. That didn't look like no back, right? But, you know, you get to Thursday. I just knew ain't no way he about to play four days later. They put him back on this field again. Same hit. And this time he's out again. Fingers crossed. Uh, gets taken to the locker room really serious. Uh, gets taken to the hospital. Um, it has come out that he does have a concussion. Um, it was just really prayers up for two. Uh, a lot of arguments on social media about who's at fault for this uh, and all of that good stuff. So, what are y'all thoughts about just this week for two and the injuries and the NFL's protocol for concussions and all the yada yada? Uh, Star Rashidi, too, this guy. Um, I will say that uh, in regards to this incident, I think Tua is too young to understand his, I want to say, importance, so to speak, uh, to the team, but like what it can do long term. And I think Tua, I wish Tua would have been like, no, like I, I had to sit this game out. Now I get it. There's a pride thing that goes on in all sports, especially professional athletes, and like. You know, if you feel like you can go, you'll go. And I feel like even after um, the what happened to him on Sunday, being reevaluated, he felt like he can go, I don't know, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, what have you, definitely right before Thursday he started. Um, it, it just, like, <laughs> one game can cost you your whole career. And I hope nothing happens to him um, in regards to, like, a CTE or anything like that. Uh, moving forward with him again he is one of those players that's more injury prone than anything we just have to learn just to say no um i I can't do it um and the crazy part is we will bash and hear me out we will bash professional athletes for not playing when they're hurt meanwhile we as regular people i get a cold i got the flu i ain't going to work i might not go to work for two days I need to get myself together. Um, but we don't give that same leniency to athletes, maybe because they make millions of dollars more than me. I don't know. They definitely make way more money than I do. But they just have to learn how to say no. Um, and they are human beings, too. Um, and, you know, 
again, Tua is supposed to be their long-term quarterback. And right now it's looking just as wildly as he was when he got up um, after that. I just, I can't believe that they even put him back in the game. He literally looked like a, a, a baby deer on skates um, after he got up. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to, you know, you know, punchlines there, but I, I just, he got to be ready to say no. At the end of the day, just got to say no. Y'all, you know, you say you, uh, something about, you know, them being human or whatever. You know, a few years ago, we had a president come out and say that the prisoners were running the prison. So take what you want with that quote. Um, as far as Tua go, y'all know me. I've been real critical as far as Tua's injury history go. Um, but this was kind of, this was unexpected. You know, this is unwarranted. This was, if you ask me who's to blame, I'm putting all the blame on the Miami medical staff. Like Ryan just said, Brian Flores literally told y'all what type of organization this is. And now with that showing the true colors, if you look at Tua and somebody within an organization should have known that this guy's history of injury is <laughs> long, long as Santa Claus list, right? Like it's just long. So the fact that he was injured for one, that should have been the biggest red flag in the world. The fact that you put him back out there against what you said, the Bills game last week, right? Yeah, the Bills game. The fact that you put him out there again, that means you you really you you disregarded everything about this man. Like, dude literally stays injured, and it's four days later. Literally four days later. You got one, my opinion, the most injury-prone quarterback in the league, just from college to now. And you literally disregarded this man's health. And the fact that it was a concussion, it, there was no back issue. There was no other BS that they tried to attach to that. It was straight head. It was straight. It was a straight concussion and he should have been out. So I think at this point we, we may see some kind of charges being pressed. Like we may have seen, you know, to his last days as a dolphin, because if I'm to it, I, I would have been on our last week for sure. But now, you know, concussion, I don't expect them to play. I honestly don't expect Tua to play again this season. If I'm the Dolphins and I know he's fighting for a contract, which is why I think he was really on that field sheeting, I think that was the number one reason he was on the field is because he was literally fighting for a contract. And it sucks. The pressure behind that is, is terrible. But the fact that you're trying to get a big bag after everybody calling and saying everything about you, all that pressure kind of gets to you. So a little bit is on him. But the Miami Dolphins should have protected their star quarterback in, in the few in the future. And now you got a chance of not even seeing him for the rest of the season. So if you ask me who's the blame, it'll be the Miami Dolphins uh front office. I mean, you literally almost took the exact words right out of my mouth. But I think it's more, I think Tua has again, calling the spade a spade. I think Tua has to take more ownership of that. I think players also, I mean, I get it. Because to your point, too, like he's fighting for a contract. Like Almost since the day that he was drafted, essentially in some form or fashion, Miami has shown him that they didn't want him. Like if you talk about so far, like when he was drafted, like there was talk that I think there's been talk since Tua was drafted that they wanted Joe Burrow, uh, not Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, I believe. Yeah. So they wanted him. So then not long after that, there was uh, there were rumors within the Miami Dolphins that they wanted Deshaun Watson. So then then, you know, that came and went. And even as of this season, like this past offseason, there was talk about them still like having a chance of like going after Lamar Jackson. So he's hearing all of this and he's Tom like Brady too. Yeah, exactly. So I think like that's where it comes from. Like I get it. Like he wants to, you know, prove that he's that he they want to prove he wants to prove that he's their um uh, that he's their quarterback, like he's the future. But at the same time, he has to also say, like, hey bro, I can't go. 
I, I think that's part of it. Like again, the medical staff, yes, own that. Head coach, yes, own that. Like, but I think also like he has to own that to himself to say, like, yeah, I shouldn't have went out there. And he may not say that today. He may not say that tomorrow. He may, he's definitely gonna say that in 20 years when he watches that film. He's gonna say, like, I should have, you know, I should have just called it. I, I shouldn't have went out of there. I shouldn't have went out there. And so that's the only thing that I would disagree with y'all on. Like, he has to take more ownership of him of that himself. I would also say, we talked about this before we went on the air, like, I'm cool with like not having Thursday night games. I think we've shot I mean, get it. The fans can watch it no matter if it comes on on a Monday or Wednesday after Wednesday in a Bible class. NFL is going to always watch it. I'm of the mindset, put the games on Saturday nights. We talked about, again, right before we went on air, most college football games or the primetime college football games are like 2.30, 3.30. <laughs> so then the night games consist of USC and Oregon State or like uh, Ohio State and Nebraska. We cool on that, fam. Like put a game on, put the game on Saturday night. Give those players the extra day of rest um, instead of having it on Thursday. So I think the NFL owns a little bit part of it as well, too. Yep, totally agree. Um, definitely with y'all. Last point, Skyler. Um, like I said, we had discussion before we got on air. I was like, yeah, college football games. Normally, those night games are blah. It's not nothing like the two thirty games, the two thirty SEC CBS games, which we're gonna be losing in a couple of years when they leave CBS. But hey, uh, Tua, and like I, I told y'all in the group, me, uh, you know, Twitter could get pretty toxic and just people blaming everybody, a bunch of doctors and people, you know, acting like they know everything. So, like, you see the injury, it looked like a concussion. Uh, of course, the other things we're looking for. I was showing my wife; she's a nurse. Show her the injury and stuff. And she was uh, saying she just hope he ain't got a brain, you know, brain bleed, you know, bleeding the brain, and everything. And Dom has just made a great point too, because she also told me you can't recognize a concussion instantly, right? So he was saying they should like change the diagnostic to demonstrate concussed uh, symptoms instead of because you're not going to diagnose the concussion right away. Uh, Scott, what you had? No, finish your point. I was just letting you oh, okay. go ahead. Okay, yeah. So they. I mean, you see a dude walking, don't put him back in the game, right? And like, and like I told y'all, too. And I think, like I said, him being young, when we was young, when I played football when I was younger, I played through injuries, and I'm paying for it now, right? Uh, <laughs> it's it's a thing you grew up, be tough, play through your injuries, all this. But like you said, put yourself first, man. And like uh, Savage said, Dolphins show so many times they try to choose somebody else up him. Too, choose yourself. You you just had the great game against the Ravens, hey. I just got a concussion. I'm about to sit down, right? Uh, the medical staff, it's conflicting reports on, I guess, is the NFL or some type of other uh, veteran. Uh, correct it. My wife is a nurse practitioner. She just uh, posted up a sign for me. <laughs> and practitioner on the end of that. <laughs> I got you. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it's conflicting, like I guess, with the NFL. It's not, it's more than a Dolphins medical staff. So it's another medical staff that's ahead of them. Like the NFL provides every team that I guess they said he could play. So they went down to the medical staff for the team. Either way, NFL trying to get their money. They want their stars on the field. Tua is upcoming, how he was played in their Ravens game, how he, you know, he was playing that Bills game before he got concussed. They like, oh, no, nah, put him back on the field, right? So it's up to the players to put themselves first. And I think that's why I start not to get, you know, like Kawhi Leonard a couple years ago. He put himself first over the Spurs. A lot of people got on Kawhi. I look at that now. It's like he made the right decision, right? 
No, they trying to put me back out there. No, I'm about to go get a second opinion. If I ain't right, I ain't getting back out there. Long's up all this year. I don't think the Bulls are trying to force him to get on the court, but him you know saying, hey, I could better walk upstairs. No, I'm about to get this knee checked out uh, again and again and make sure I'm right before I get back on the basketball court. So players just need to learn how to take uh, put themselves first because the league is not going to put put them first. The league is going to always try to come out there. They're going to get the players, the stars. They want the stars out there. Uh, saw that documentary on Netflix about Tim Donahue and the officials, that whole scandal that was saying how they want the star players on the court. Don't call fouls on star players and stuff like that. So the star players, injuries way over. They're going to try to get the folks on that court. That's what on the court, on the field, whatever. That's their plan, man. Here's some comments. Ryan said, too, like the guy that's trying to impress a girl that don't want to mind me enough one him to begin with. <laughs> that wasn't easy. <laughs> But uh, the 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 reason I raised my hands, another thing that I would like for the I, I would like for the NFL to do as well is if a player cannot physically get off the field on his own, he should not be he should not return in the game. Period. If whether it's a concussion, whether it's a leg, whether it's a shoulder, whatever the case may be, if he has to be carried off that field in some form or fashion, just sit him for the rest of the game, and then whatever results or testing that you need to do after that, then do that. But I think they also need to implement that as well. Yep, I totally agree. Also, uh, another example, Baker Mayfield last year. He played through that shoulder injury for a contract. Well, we just talked about it too. The same thing. And hurt his stop doing it. Like, choose yourself first, man. Like, you, <laughs> you're only going to mess yourself up more in long term trying to play through and everything. So, it's a player's yeah. got to learn. The player's got to learn that fine line on when they actually take care of themselves. But the league – the league gets the majority of the blame. The Dolphins get the majority of the blame, but we already know that they're not going to do right. So the players need to take it on point themselves, take care of themselves. Yeah, and it's um, just to add on to what we've all have said again, Tua and any other player um, know that whatever market it is, NFL, NBA, whatever, is always going to put to your point, you guys' point, the best product out that they can. And it's like, okay, great, but like, once you get done with your job, so to speak, how much are you really enjoying that contract you just received? If you got to be in the hospital or recovering for 10, 11 months, um, worrying about that. So I, I get, I'm not a millionaire, so I don't know how to feel about that. Um, however, I don't want to have, I don't want to be a millionaire and then not have total use of my brain or total use of my limbs, so to speak. I'd rather be my broke ass going from check to check um worrying about that and then having full functionality as opposed to having limited mobility or having another nurse having to help me out with stuff like that i just i can't go so i think we're learning to be putting ourselves first i think Tua is just not ready to do that yet uh but thankful for those other examples thank you Charlotte, for pointing out like Kawhi and lonzo as well i don't think lonzo plays at all this season as a matter of fact um but players just need to understand that once they're done playing Somebody else is going to step up regardless. Um, you're going to be replaced. Um, but I get you for the contract for now, but somebody's going to make millions more than you right after that, too. For sure, for sure. And moving forward, staying on the field. Let's get on to week four upset picks. Looking at the schedule for the NFL season uh, for this week four. 
And also starting this week, we might start well not this week. We got the Knicks, uh, maybe some power rankings, uh, since we've been past the first month of the season. Uh when teams we start to figure out what teams are actually good and not good, uh, for real. And instead of uh, you know, I just seen teams start three, you know, and end season four and twelve before. So, you know, first month is kind of a wash. <laughs> so <laughs> But let's say picks. I guess I started off. I'm looking direct at schedule. I'm not picking on more revenge games, Savage. Uh, I know it's the Peterson revenge game on the Eagles. I'm not picking. I'm staying away from that. <laughs> I missed Maddie last week. But I am. The Texans beat the Chargers last year. I got them beating the Chargers again this year. The Texans in their three games, they're 0-2-1. But they have been in every single one of them games. And they have literally, like, blown the games and been there at the end. Their defense is something to be reckoned with. They trying. I think they got them. At, they got the charges at home. The charges are real to some. Uh, Justin Herbert in their real injury, a player that probably should, once again <laughs> take care of yourself. Justin Herbert um, trying to play through their real injury. Maybe you chill out, uh, but give me the Texans over the Chargers. Uh, I think my Steelers are going to lose to the Jets, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I thought about that one. I thought about that one. Yeah, and and but I'm 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 keeping a buck with you. Half of me wants to lose the game. The other half of me is like, hey, bro, it's the Jets. <laughs> like, hey. you can't be out here. Not granted, the Jets aren't as bad as people thought they were. Uh, Zach Wilson is returning. Sauce Gardner is real. Um, uh, Gary Wilson is real. Um, uh, I think I like the coach Robert Sala as well. Um. Uh, I just think that the Steelers are probably going to lose this game. Mitch, Trill, Mitch Trubis, Trubisky met Canada. That combination is not it. Um, so, so I, again, it's just part of me wants to, like, at least maybe, like, lose the game just so we can say, like, hey, bro, talk, uh, clock is ticking for or for Kenny Pickett. Like, I've seen enough of Mr. Trubisky. Now, granted, it's not all Mr. Trubisky's fault. Matt Canada has a lot to blame. But I also feel like Mike Tomlin has some blame as well, too. Y'all get on me all the time about, you know, appreciating who Mike, uh, who Mike Tomlin is. And I get that. But I also, again, feel like in this moment in time, like he has to step up and say, like, I have a chance to win my division, but I'm going to keep riding it out with the guy or also, or also the offensive quarter that I know is not giving me what I need. Um, so um, there's that. I, I think the Jets are going to beat the Steelers. I'm going to hide as I go on mute as I say that. Yeah, real quick, Scott, before anybody else go. To your point about my time, it, it's been what 14 years now. Like, I, I think after a certain amount of time, it's like, okay, yeah, he had win the seasons, but we ain't doing nothing right. I, I kind of, he's starting, he starting to like Marvin, you know, I ain't gonna say Marvin Lewis from the Bengals, starting to feel like, like that because he won Super Bowl very early. So, division, hasn't really won since then, uh, playoff games. So, starting fear on the Marvin Lewis side. So, I kind of, I'm getting your point on uh, Mike Tomlin nowadays. Yeah, and it's also like, again, part of my frustration, too, is like the problems that they have today is the same issue they've had for the past three or four years. It's the lack of being able to, like, put up points. And, like, what is like, I don't understand what he's doing to to fix that situation. He like Matt Canada was his call. Like uh, Mr. Bisky was his call. And like having Ben Roethlisberger on the roster for as long as it was, that's his call. And it's just like. Hey, bro, like, <laughs> I need something new. I need innovate. Like, I want to see points. And, like, he's not putting them in a situation to put up points. Let me see. If I'm going to pick one, uh, let me see. 
I'm gonna help Shitty out. I actually got the Bears beating the Giants. Um, if you look at Justin Herbert, he's yet to have a game over 150 yards, and I think this could possibly be that game. Um, David Montgomery is not playing, but I think they look a lot better with Khalil Herbert anyway, and he's on a monster run the last couple of games too. So um, don't ask me why. I just got the Bears beating uh, the Giants. Not a bad one. It's it's rounded that they're that they're two and one, but both of them, <laughs> both like right, both teams two and one. Like I said, and like, you look at the Giants, like all their games have been close outside the one they got the ass with by the Cowboys last week, but they've all the other two games by field goal they won. So I think the Bears, if they get a chance, they could be right there. And like it's it's time for a breakout game for Justin Fields. I just want the Giants okay. to also get a quarterback. Like Daniel Jones is not it. it it's so it's so like see, I could I, not be a fan of Daniel Jones, bro. It's we know somebody that is though. Somebody that was. That was, yeah. It was cool because, like, with our teams, like me and you, Scott, specifically, we finally got a quarterback in waiting at least, right? A team like them, it's like, ah, we stuck with Daniel Jones. <laughs> and now they actually win it a little bit, so it's like, dang, we can't even tank. To get- <laughs> that's got to be a terrible feeling. Oh, that's got to be a terrible and feeling. That's what Darren said when he came on the show. He was like, bro. <laughs> Sorry, Shady, I had to say that. Nah, you good, man. Um, it- <laughs> Right on cue, dog. Right on cue. Me and she had the same reaction. Me and she had the same reaction. Had to suffer count. Hey, Cooper Rush still started, man. I don't know if I trust him quite yet. That's good. (laughs) With them black jerseys on. Hello? (laughs) No, sir. Um, I should have said it last week, but I didn't. Uh, But anyways, I I think last week I went against this team. Um, And I mean... This man showed his ass uh, last week and showed why he deserves a contract. And they got them losing at home um, to the Bills. But give me the Ravens um, to win this game. I think Lamar Jackson's on a on an MVP course. You're talking about an MVP, Savage? Your MVP is in Baltimore right now, and it's there for a while. Um, he's throwing the ball. Um, yeah, he's not giving you Peyton Manning throws, but, I mean, He's doing what he has to be done. Um, ooh, and a capital S twice. Um, and then um, I won't get about the defense. But anyways, I, I just don't think the Bills will win. They just trolling you, CJ, man. They just trying to troll you, man. Hey, Savage, I'm going to see you about an hour, though. That's all right. I'm going to see you about an hour, Savage. But it's okay because, you know, he's <laughs> suffered with a lot. Um, with the Eagles, and now all of a sudden he becomes a fan of the Eagles again because they're winning. Um, so I know how he goes. Yes, I'm glad this is being recorded. This is live. This is broadcasted. You didn't give a damn about them Eagles last season or the season before that or the season before that. You care when they won the Super Bowl. Yes, sir, you did, but ain't been a fan since. You're just a fan of football, my ass, with a capital A and a capital S. So I will say, give me the Ravens. And the Eagles can still win the division, but don't be cheering for them no more. I'll see you in an hour, sir. Cuz snapped. And I don't even think you had that written down to say all of that. No, that you snapped. I did. Oh it came God. from the chest. It yeah. came from the from the cortisone, the heart. <laughs> Man, we've been we've been on a podcast with this dude for like a month. And this is the first time we hearing the idiot is you've been holding shit up for a month. Bro. Uh, well, it's all bas- it's all basketball now for years. Here. 
Hey, man, fan for the Eagles says Nick Foles was there. Stop it. Sheesh. Stop tough. it. This ain't one the Philly special. Stop Sheesh. it. Sheesh. That's tough. Chuck, you said for years. <laughs> Dang. But we wasn't even in COVID yet. That's the last time he was I don't even remember what game you just picked. <laughs> I don't remember what he game. picked up. Yeah, he picked right. the bill. Oh, yeah, right. Which right. I guess that's considered an upset. I, in my opinion, they're they're trying their best to hype up their great their great white hope in Josh Allen. Um Baltimore. They really Mark Jackson is better and Baltimore is better so far this season. So to me, that's not even upset. But yeah, that's an upset compared to the national media who gonna uh, well, you know, Josh Allen can throw and Lamar Jackson can't. Have you seen Lamar Jackson this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, now nah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. No, man. No, I was like, wait, I what you want me? I'm talking with Lamar all the way. <laughs> so to, to speak to the greatness of Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson by himself is the 11th best offense in the league right now. By himself. Sheesh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, like boys and girls, Lamar Jackson is that dude. I understand and I feel where he was coming from when he was like, no, if you're not going to fully guarantee my contract, then, you know, I'll continue to play these one-year deals or I, or I, we can discuss about being franchise tape, but I want my money. And he's showing exactly why the Baltimore Ravens should have been like, hey, bro, you should have just gave him the bag. So, like, uh, Lamar Jackson is it. I'm excited for the game. I'm I'm becoming a big Josh Allen fan myself. I don't think he's the next great white hope. But he can throw the damn football. That's, that's how they are. That's how it seemed like it. Though. I think he's one of the better that's quarterbacks he's in good. the league. I will, he's really I will, good. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So I, I think to see, again, potentially, I think their points going to be put up in this game. I said that last week. I thought about the Bills and the uh, Dolphins. But yeah, that yeah. didn't happen. But it's okay. I, can, I I feel like I might be right in this one. I think both teams going to put up some points. Um, so I think I think it'll be a good game. So good picture, uh, Shitty. Yeah, and Josh Allen is great. Yeah, he's one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the league. But it do feel like they're they're giving him a whole lot more shine than even Pat Mahomes nowadays. Mm-hmm. It just feel like they're trying to put the black quarterbacks down. It, that's how I feel a little bit, but we'll see. That's <laughs> so how I just feel now, or you know, it's always been going wrong. It feels like a little so, more now. We'll like can't wait to say. Broncos are Raiders. Yeah. No, like, Raiders are favorite. Yeah, they are. Yes. They are. Yeah. How? I know they're Because they got to win the game. Well, I put this I, way. I feel like. <laughs> the Broncos look yeah. Broncos, yeah. Broncos, yeah. Broncos haven't looked good. Yeah, they haven't looked good. So I can, yeah. I guess, I can, yeah. It's okay. This Josh McDaniels guy that people think is the oh, best. Man. Hey, bro. Yeah. Hey, bro. It's the second stint. He didn't do well Some in Denver. He, did, he didn't do well in Denver. And he ain't doing well now. And in my opinion, to be to start the season 0-3 in that division, it's 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 it good night. Like it's, it's, yeah, it may be a wrap. Yeah. Now, granted, I think you know they're only a well, yeah, it's a game or two behind. It's a long season, but still, I I Josh McDaniels ain't it. Now the Raiders haven't won a game since last season, and I don't, I don't know if it's gonna stay that way or not. But I mean, the Broncos. Who the Broncos? The Broncos are the worst two and one team I've ever seen. Um, the Bears, it's a lot of 2 one teams this year. That's not uh, that's true. Okay, <laughs> I hear that. The Bears are too. They up there, they up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they up there, though. <laughs> Ready to find a way to build a damn other teams to lose one to ten. All right, man, let's get this. Uh, let's go and get to our word, word from our sponsor. Let's be real. Media is pleased to announce we are sponsored by Ralph Brand. Ralph culture is surrounded by skates punk, and hip-hop art. 
We are looking forward to co-designing materials for this journey with them. Please visit rapbrand.com for purchasing merch now and for future collaborations with Let's Be Real Media. All right, we back. Um, NBA season or training camp has started. Preseason has started as well. So, of course, we got to get to some NBA topics. And as always, I'd be remiss to shout out three the hard way. Uh, two guys on here right now, Taylor and Sheedy, along with Savage. Of course, y'all go there for all y'all NBA content with uh, player lists and a whole lot of other stuff that they have planned coming forward. But, of course, we're still going to talk about some NBA things on Let's Be Real as well. So, today... And probably gonna do probably a little series with this, but we're gonna do a little NBA contenders pretenders game, right? Uh, we're gonna get a lot of teams around the league. It seems like a, the league is deeper more than ever, um, really deep, like a legit 10, 11 teams that can in the Western Conference that's just like really good. That a team might miss the playoffs and miss the play in that you like, oh, they were really good, they missed the play in, uh, even the East Conference, like they can go about nine, ten deep. So, um, they want to get with. So this year, this week's edition, I want to get with some of the teams that have a lot of turmoil coming to the season. Uh, so let's start with the Phoenix Suns. Of course, you know, Robert Sarver, Nell Ordeal, DeAndre Aiden, uh, them not wanting to pay him last year, him wanting out, uh, or did sign a contract with Indiana, them Phoenix matching it, but also they act like they didn't want him. Uh, the press conference, he didn't really seem very happy. Uh, he also said he hadn't really talked to Monty Williams this season, this offseason, since their confrontation in the playoffs. Chris Paul also has a comment that just was like, uh, yeah, we're just going to, you know, keep it going this season. So, Suns. Uh, also, Jay Crowder uh, is out pretty much. Uh, so, some, some going on with Phoenix. They had the best record. Then that game seven, they melted, lost by 40 to Dallas at home. Contender, pretender. What y'all got for the Phoenix Suns this season? Uh, for me, it's funny because, like, coming out of here, we they went immediately to the NBA Finals. And then now they're in the situation that they're in now. So it's, like, really, literally, uh, to answer your question, I, I watched the sunrise and now we're watching the sunset. Uh, they're contenders. Uh, no, I'm saying they're pretenders. They're pretenders. Um, for the simple fact of you got a center that really don't want to be there, you got an ownership group that's about to come in that's, probably i'm not i'm not gonna say clean house but nine times out of ten once you get a new ownership group they do want to make their stamp on a um on a on an organization sooner than later um you know you still got you still got luka Doncic, of course to worry about but i think within an organization like they look heartless right now like they let the the mavericks take their heart out last year they damn near let the the the, the pelicans take their heart out last year and they lot they're losing jay Crowder. jay Crowder don't want to be there. that's toughness you lose javel mcgee that's toughness, honestly. So you losing a lot of key players that got you there. And now you got an older Chris Paul who a lot of players are literally finna come after. It, it may be pretty uh, pretender. And so yeah, it, it may he's, look ugly for the Suns next season. He's a cone. He's a cone. And like that comment, like you you I see I, hey, that comment gonna get a lot of players yeah, going man. at Chris Paul. So yeah, Devin Book ain't gonna be able to do it all next season. Um I'll say I think they'll be a contender. I, I think because at this point, like everybody's coming back. We've seen it. Like I mean, if nothing else, this roster, this roster of the Phoenix Suns 
is what we've seen the past two or three years. And so for the past two or three years, they've been a top two or top three seed in the West, which I think still says for a lot. Um, but I think uh, the huge reason why I think they'll still be a contender is because I'm a big fan of my teams. I think at the end of the day, my team sit everybody down. He's there all on the same page. Yes, Chris Paul is up there in age, but I still think Phoenix is one of the deeper teams in the, uh, in terms of the roster. I think they're one of the deeper teams. Um, okay, that's fine. Hey, what, what aspect, though? That, that's <laughs> what, what aspect. Hold on, hold on. Let him finish. Let him finish. Hold on. Wait you're a minute. Right, you're right. You're right. You're right. At the end of the day, all that to say, I still think that they'll be a contender. Now, these Phoenix Suns are definitely pretenders. And let me tell you why. Last season, you're right, Scott. For the last, like, two seasons, right, the Suns have gotten to the top of the Western Conference. They've been able to beat the teams in their division. Not going to be the same this year. When you're talking about Golden State, talking about the Clippers, and Lakers, Suns, and Kings, all the five teams within that division. That's going to be, to me, it's one of the toughest divisions within the NBA. And you're telling me one out of five games you're going to be playing one of them, right, um, so to speak, because you have to play them, what, three to four times, right? Um, body language and chemistry mean a lot. I, for some reason, you, you got to get Aiden the hell out of there. Um, he don't want to be there. Get him out of there. Um, they were a number one seed with JaVale McGee at the center. So um, Aiden ain't worth that $97 million that you max him for with him shrugging his shoulders and not giving a fuck about playing basketball uh, with Phoenix. So he seemed like he wanted to be in Indiana. Go get Miles Turner. What Miles Turner could do for this team? My God, I would definitely call them contenders at that point. But right now, body language, chemistry, I'm calling them pretenders. They still are, are a playoff team to me. But to me, they're not going to contend in the Western Conference Finals anymore. Um, Chris Paul better find another, another route to get to his ring. Um, and Devin Booker better just collect his check in Phoenix um, because that's it. Um, you talk about the toughness of Jay Crowder being gone. That's huge starting Cam Johnson. That's cool. But Cam Johnson was electric coming off the bench. He wasn't electric as he could have been as a starter. Um, so that's huge uh, for them. But again, uh, where, where there's smoke, there's, there's a fire. Um, and Jay Crowder is supposed to be with them and doesn't want to be there. Chris Paul looks like he doesn't care, and DeAndre Ayton definitely don't care. Yes, Monty Williams is a hell of a coach, but there's only so much you can do with grown men that don't want to be in a situation that they're in. So to me, pretenders in regards to winning the finals, matter of fact, they're pretenders for even being in the Western Conference Finals. They may, may make the semis, but to be wrong, a good point. They were going, the Pelicans were giving them all they could. Um, and then on top of that, got embarrassed by the Mavericks last season, and the Mavericks actually got better. The I don't the Suns did not. The Pelicans got. Did the Suns get better? No. Same. Like, roster, well, well, right? I'm trying to see what Depp. Well, I'm trying to see what Depp Scott are talking about. Like see, you literally no, lose your backup center who started for you most games. You got your starting yeah. center that don't want to be there. <laughs> you got a campaign, which of course that's death at the point guard, but you got Crowder who want to get out like all the who who's calling the shots for the Suns at this point? Are you gonna get yeah. equal value back if you are to trade DeAndre Aiden and or J Jay Crowder? And like, you gotta yeah. wait to trade Aiden too. He, you gotta he just signed. You gotta wait till January to trade Aiden. Like, man. So you pretty much they gotta trade him to even be decent because 
otherwise, this wouldn't just be bad vibes all the way around. Uh, so yeah, it's pretender for me. Um, I hope Cam Johnson ain't, ain't starting. Has he got bigger? Uh, at the four, he's starting. Well, he's gonna get paid. He's too. That's gonna be another issue. Who's starting? Yeah. Him or Mikael yeah. Bridges? I now one of my fours. <laughs> I think they have Mikael at the three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, They're gonna put Cam Johnson at the four. They're gonna pay him too, which may be another big issue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they finna yeah. pay him. Yeah. Sometimes you know when a team's window, so it's got to be on his own in this one. Sometimes the team window is closes. They got to the finals. They had a two zero lead. We saw the sunrise. We're watching the sunset. Last year, they had the best record in the league. And they went flat in a game set at home and lost about 40. That's the player. Players want out. Players not getting along with coach. Monty Williams is a heck of a coach. Chris Powell is still Chris Powell. They still, like I said, it'll probably be a playoffs. And it, as I said, this is why you got to capitalize and make it to the finals. I think their run as a true contender and winning a championship is over. They are pretenders. They'll probably still find a way to play Austin because it is Chris Paul, still this Devin Boogie, still this Monty Williams. But they won't get going until they find a way to trade DeAndre Aiden. And they can't do that until January. So that's when. Whew, that was a good one, man. That's just a start. They might be the least of these teams, the least drama of these teams that I'm about to name. Let's go to none other than the Los Angeles Lakers. Speaking of a cone, the person who called Chris Paul the cone is now there. They also signed Dennis Schroeder, and they still got Russell Westbrook. A player who don't want to be there, a player they don't want to be there. Um, Lakers, you still got Anthony Davis if he's healthy, and LeBron James is healthy. Who else? Also, as Chris Paul is another year older at age 38. At some point, he can't average 30 points no more. <laughs> if he still do, then, hey, I <laughs> can't still do it. I know, I know. I mean, he can, but I'm saying like yeah. every year carrying the team is at some point he can't do that no more. So Anthony Davis going to stay healthy, and do we trust that to happen? Lakers contenders, pretenders. What y'all say? As much as I want to say contenders, because it's still LeBron, it's still AD. We that's the commandment that we gonna follow on this podcast because it is a command. If a player show you who you are, you gotta believe him. As much as I want to say contender because it's still LeBron James, and I don't want to disrespect him, Anthony Davis ain't gonna say healthy, especially if you're trying to use him more. It just don't sound right. So Anthony Davis could either win MVP or they gonna be out of the play-ins again. So I'm I'm gonna still say pretenders, and that's that's too many question marks. No, exact same. I'm naming the pretenders for the exact same reason is that I don't trust Anthony Davis to play a full season. Like, even if you think, like, back to the bubble, their saving grace was the fact that there was a bubble and so there was a time period in which nobody could play, which exactly. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so essentially, so there's that. Um, But I just don't trust Anthony Davis to get healthy. Anthony Davis, I promise to hand to God, if he was – Always available, or he only played like 75, 76 games of, of, of the season. Literally a top five, top six player in the league. Hands down every single year. Easily. But he's never healthy. That's the thing. So um, he won't be healthy. To what Savage already said, Russell Westbrook is still on the team. I don't care if you're a Westbrook, Westbrook fan or not. We've seen that. We've seen that experiment not work. We've seen that. And I've always wished that since LeBron has been on the Lakers, that he's had a a point guard that's capable of shooting. He's not had that. And so he still does not have that. So they will still continue to struggle from um, the three-point line. They will still struggle from the free throw line, which nobody talks about. They were terrible 
from the free throw line last year. Now, granted, uh, Darvin Ham is there, and so I think they'll be better defensively because they also needed that. Uh, but Westbrook is still on the team. Anthony Davis is still on the team. Yes, uh, LeBron James is still on the team, but I think I don't see them contending for a championship. What Anthony Davis hurt in the bubble? Uh, I mean, no, he was healthy then. That's, yeah, that's why they won. He may have been nicked yeah. up. Come on now, yeah. like, okay. okay. <laughs> but that's of course I'm gonna play. But it's he like, was good he enough to play. play. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. He was. You saw. You saw how he played. In the I bubble. in the bubble actually. He was the best best player in the league in the bubble type. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess the the real question for Lakers is is Anthony Davis a, a contender or a pretender? Um, to be honest. Um, and was he worth, you know, everything that they've done uh, for him? Yeah, they got a ring, but I mean, you know, what have we done since then? Um, they're pretenders in regards against a, a championship run. Um, I'm going to say this. They're not the best team in L.A., and they are the third best team in California. So that's letting you know that, to me, they're not going – LeBron's going to be LeBron. He's going with them maybe to the playoffs. I see that they may get out the first round, may not, but I don't, I don't see another season where LeBron doesn't make the playoffs if he's fully healthy, but this rides on Anthony Davis. And again, Anthony Davis has shown us who he is. Um, and he could be a top five talent when he's healthy. And it could be a, a bottom five bottom eater when he's not. And he really hurts the team that way. So give me a pretender for this one as well. And even picking back back to LeBron and older age injuries, he missed quite a bit of time, especially to start the season last year as well when they started off slow. So LeBron, AD, healthy, even with Westbrook on the roster, they could make it work if these folks are healthy, not probably to be a true contender to win championship. They had trade West Westbrook to be that. So they're still pretenders, but to be back in the playoff picture, uh, LeBron and AD, we have to remain healthy. Uh, and like I said, LeBron getting older in age, injuries will creep up more as well. So they got to find another way. Uh, Cause Anthony Davis, I, you definitely don't trust him to stay healthy for whatever reason. I mean, he, is he still in his twenties? At 28 or 29 now. Um, Bro's like Benjamin Button. He uh, might be about 47. Uh, at this I point. thought that question was for Russell Westbrook's three point field goal percentage. That's <laughs> <laughs> that high? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a real question. I'm dead serious. Yeah, I'm interested now. I thought it was lower than that. <laughs> hey, cuz I know he I know he want to keep his last name, man. So I ain't gonna call him Wilson Westbrick, but you know. Uh, 29.8. Oh, okay. Wow. 29.8. That's terrible. And that's another reason why the Lakers still gonna be pretenders, bro. Hey, also <laughs> The people they drafted, his enemies, even if they trade him and they play them, Pat Bev good for some corner threes, a couple of them, but he ain't not just no word beetle. And doing the shooting, he's never been a shooter. So it's still tell me you desperate without actually telling me that you desperate. So they, they he, he made two three pointers over the summer, and then all of a sudden he gets signed a contract. Man, even, Steve, even even Steve Adams made some threes in training camp this week. <laughs> Ah oh, man. All right. Next. The Brooklyn Nets. That's probably the most smoke, as is always is most smoke because we have Kevin the Rat fan on here. But Brooklyn Nets. Uh of course you got the drama. KDS for a trade. Uh trading to get, you know, it didn't happen. He's still there. He didn't look happy his uh thing either. But 
we all know KD. KD just want a ball. He gonna go out there ball regardless whether he happy or not. Uh, well, he hasn't happy in a while apparently since he probably left OKC. But that's neither near nor there. Um, Kevin Durant's gonna ball. Kyrie's gonna ball when he's available. So it's kind of another Anthony Davis situation. And Ben Simmons, another Anthony Davis situation. Are they going to play? Is Brooklyn contenders or pretenders? Well, they're straight up contenders. I mean, ain't, ain't no question about it. <laughs> I mean, look at the team that they got. And the answer to your question is everybody in training camp are healthy. So right now, everybody is on pace to play. You get Steve Nash, get a full, his literally, I think, full offseason with his team. And he's been with the team for three years. Scotty rolling her eyes like that, but it's cool, bro. Just have fun doing it. But you got, like I said, this team chemistry already that, that that's seemed like it's formed. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait to see on the court. But you got Kevin, you got literally a team full of pissed off players that the, the, the NBA is disrespected over the last few years. You got Kevin Durant, who's been disrespected, you know, to some since the Warriors. Kyrie's been disrespected for since he's been drafted. And you got Ben Simmons that's been disrespected for the last two years. So you got a, just a combination of players that just want to win. You know what I'm saying? You got Steve Nash, who, you know, is he still a good coach? I, the the jurist said off Steve Nash. I give y'all that one. But you gave him a full offseason. You gave him a full uh, training camp to get three of the best, you know, some of the three best players in the NBA together. You, hey, it's going to be a great season. I got the, the Nets, you know, at least the top four, top five seed. They won't be in a play in. But when it comes down to it, they got great defenders. They got great length. They're going to be there when it's talking. So I definitely can't wait to see what you got to say, Skylar, because you're going to be with the crap. So two closer ears, because I'm only going to talk to Sharky and Sheedy. So just no, what you got? Uh -huh. and I'm going to tell you what I'm about. See, I'm going to tell you my problem with Took. Took so. likes to preach when somebody, we all say that when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. He says that about everybody else but the Brooklyn Nets. Ladies and gentlemen, what he And Savage. And savage. I mean, come on, Sharky. Let's come. I mean, so so what? Well, well, okay, let's uh, we gonna talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'm gonna pull off and a draw. All these uno, and I promise you, in about sixty seconds, I'm gonna uno out and I'm gonna pass it to Sheedy. The problem is, I got, I made another drop. You like we tell you on this podcast, we have been telling you for years. Then when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. If they have injury issues, if they can't shoot, if they consistently complete only 50% of their passes, when they show you who they are, believe them. You say that about everybody else except the Panthers and the Brooklyn Nets. She I'm waiting on you to make an actual point. Instead my of saying point what I do, is, no, I'm waiting on you to make Durant an actual point. My point has been Kevin Durant has been hurt, and we've seen that for the past couple of seasons. Let's call a spade a spade. Kyrie Irving is going to be there in the regular season. I believe that. I think he's going to be there. But at some point, he's going to get hurt in the postseason. And then Ben Simmons, I think he'll shoot a jumper or two this season. But what is he going to look like when it comes to the postseason? So at the end of the day, my point is the Brooklyn Nets are a pretender. Because why? Because they have been pretenders for the past couple of years. And what about this upcoming season is any different? Uno out. The players that they got, the fact that they actually had an offseason together, a bunch of things. But you know what? Uno out, bro. You know, I ain't going to even play this drop two I had away for you. But it's cool. 
But you got people just saying Ben Simmons don't shoot. Ben Simmons do that. Okay, look up his numbers and say the people that actually around because him shoot. he doesn't shoot. It don't he matter if I got the opportunity to get the best shooters in the world. Open, I ain't got to shoot it, the damn ball. It matters. You can't just no, say it oh, don't. people say he don't shoot. I'm getting tired of it. It don't. It don't. It don't. <laughs> it don't. It don't. <laughs> if you got a team, if you got this kind of team, it won't. Trust me. Okay. Man, he gonna start shooting this season. Oh boy, let the time tick, and I cannot. Wait, I can't even because y'all just people like you that disrespected the Nets all offseason, bro. I I saw through the smoke and mirrors. I know KD wasn't going nowhere. I knew Kyrie wasn't going nowhere, bro. Like people like you are what drove ESPN and all them to have good ratings as far as the Nets go. Congratulations, bro. Congratulations. Because when the Nets ball out, it's gonna be crazy. I'm sorry, I can't. I I told you I don't know that. Where about your Lakers? So um, <clears throat> my praying hands were for I was hoping that Tuke didn't and he did not. Thank you so much, Tuke. He talked about all the players that the Nets got. And recently he's been talking about this guy. Um, I think Royce the 5'9". Um, oh, no, Royce O'Neal, that's who it was, um, about him. I, I, the Jazz didn't care about him. Um, but I gave you Kyrie. I gave you Joe. Um, I'm looking at the roster. Um, I, I see a Ben Simmons. I see a KD. I see a team, Patty Mills. I see a team that's definitely in the playoffs. But I, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we're still forgetting about the best power forward in the league um, and uh, who was ranked better and higher, right, um, is Giannis. Um, I still don't believe, and I'm glad you brought up this point, to win a championship is not just the players on the floor, but it's got to be the coach. And I mean, God darn. Fair point. Steven, Steven got his ass whooped last season by a rookie coach. A cheating rookie coach. Got his ass beat. All right. That went to the NBA Finals. And he did, and he had sex then, too. However, I do not believe that the Nets are ready to be contenders in the East for the Eastern Conference Finals, okay? T.J. Warren hasn't played. Yes, thank you. And I, I thought he was going to be comeback player of the year. That man ain't came back since the Commodores broke up with Lionel Richie, okay? I don't care about him. I don't care about Nick Claxton. I don't give a damn about a lot of these players on this goddamn roster. I'll give you KD. I will give you Kyrie and I will give you Ben Simmons. And I will tell you all of those players, two of those players were champions because of another player on their team. They will not lead this Nets team to the finals. And they may not even make the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, the reason I would give you the Eastern Conference Finals is because the Celtics are stupid and don't want to get rid of the coach. That's neither here nor there. But they may not even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And last time I checked, in the playoff scenario, if the Bucs got to see the Nets, the Bucs win now. Or do they? The proof was in the pudding. Ask Bill Cosby. The toe was on the line. Uh, you, uh, that's enough. That's enough. Because you will not, you, you will not, <laughs> you will not reference that man on the show. 
<laughs> the proof was in the pudding. <laughs> Sam said he kept through the hard way because she just cleared it out of pocket. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, shout out to my guy, the Power Hour. Tune in, man. Respect, man. Appreciate you, Power Hour, man. Check out his show <laughs> every Monday. Talk to Tyson in the field. You see the mic now? Uh, it's muted, Savage. It's muted. All right, man. It's a bunch of pretenders with me, man. Um. Once you once the team show you who they are, believe them. Even if you happen to let me know that Kevin Durant is going to remain healthy, that Kyrie is going to be there, that Ben Simmons is going to be there. Because, yes, those three together, if they're there, kind of like we said about LeBron and AD, yeah, that's the championship team. Even with those players, if TJ Warren happens to be healthy, that's a great addition. If Russell Nils, she'll help out. Joe, uh, what's the man's name? Joe, uh, the shooter, Joe Harris, he's back. Like, they have the squad, right? Ben Simmons with a bunch of shooters. Took you said to yourself, you question you question Steve Nash. That's my answer. Just like she just said. That's right. Coaching Maldus in the NBA, no matter who you got. Steve Kerr was a good coach. People try and discredit, act like he just got this great team. Steve Kerr can coach. Go stay and win the championships because he can't coach. He can't actually coach. <laughs> Steve Nash, coaching Maldus. This is this should, I guess this would be Steve Nash's proving year. Kevin Durant. Apparently wanted another coach for a reason. He apparently made that demand for a reason. He know that pretenders long Steve Nash is their head coach. Now they could. What what Cleveland did that year where they fired uh David Black, what's his name? And they got yeah. Tyloo in the midseason. They could do some stuff, do some stuff like that. And it could and information would change. And Savage uh quote Come information on, could change. Come on, you This is this a team full of everybody that hate. Come on, you Y'all being straight up too disrespectful, bro. Y'all being too disrespectful. And I and I get it, you know. Whatever, bro. What right to say at this point that gay so I'm just I'm just expecting Steve Nash after you said you got a question about him. No, 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 I see I gave you I gave you C Nash. I gave you C Nash. I gave you C Nash. Good. Uh, I think it's a minute. I think it's just really to the person that's got this good night season on. It's really good night season, but it is what it is, bro. Okay, I'm gonna ask one more question. I'm gonna ask one more question and then I'm done. I'm pretty sure there's a book that all four of us have read multiple times. And no matter how many times you read that book, the beginning, the middle, and the end of that book is going to be the exact same. This is the Brooklyn Nets. We're literally reading the exact same book that we have been reading for the past three to four years. For Took to be super excited about the Brooklyn Nets before the season started. And I promise you, Took, I promise you, Sheedy, and I promise you, Sharky, come May, he's going to look the exact same way that he did this past May. Why? Because the Brooklyn Nets are going to show him yet again they do not have the leaders by Steve Nash by Kevin Durant, by Kyrie Irving to push through and get to the finals. I promise you it's going to happen. And you call me disrespectful and I'm only reading, the, I'm only telling you, I'm reading the same book that I've read for the past three or four years. That's all I'm doing. Cool. What is that? <laughs> right. I see you might, might just read the, the, the cover title in the back and think he read the book, but it's cool. <laughs> Ah, uh, you can see the character in the book, though. Uh, 
Yeah. You what know, is Savage, it, Miss Marvel? Yeah. You know, Savage, I always got to come back. So y'all, y'all. We done, Savage. We done. At this point, they just got a ball, bro. At this point, they just got a ball. You're right. You're right. They got a ball. You're right. They say yeah, I'm just saying, they say that still don't solve the Steve Nash problem. That's all we see you say. <laughs> all right, the last team, since you alluded to him, took Emei Doka, the Boston Celtics, another team with a bunch of turmoil stuff going on, even including a uh, leak report coming out that they was including Jaden Brown and trade for Kevin Durant. So, is Jaden Brown going one out? You know, a whole bunch of different stuff going on. Jason Tatum getting a lot of smoke this offseason for his finals performance. They have no, uh, I guess they, I said they have no coach. They have an interim coach. I forgot his name. Uh, another black guy, of course. Uh, you know, Malika Andrews. We're getting a lot of smoke this week about comments and stuff uh, going on there. But this need to know there. there. Um, pretenders, contenders. Boston Celtics. Uh, shout out to Rachel Nichols for coming back too, bro. That's a topic we can talk about on three, the Hardaway or something. I don't care. But shout out to her for coming back. She a real one. Um, but for me, it's still going to be contenders. Um, of course, losing M.A. Udoka hurts. But you got a better roster, a more rounded roster this year. And hopefully you get a players, you know, that you're going to need healthier in the situations that matter. Um, but like I said, you still got, you know, Jason Tatum, people um, get on him for being, you know, a no-show in the finals, which I get 100%. But I think those are, is a time where young players do get fatigued and they go into the offseason knowing that, like even Michael Jordan went into that, you know what I'm saying, a, a season getting his ass whooped by the Pistons offseason and came back to kind of, I ain't going to say a different player, but mentally – Sharper player, I think that's what we'll see with Jason Tatum because we did see kind of his rise. In the oh, I'm sorry, you said he was kicking ass in the in the playoffs. Huh? No, Tatum. they were kicking his ass. No, Jason Tatum oh, wasn't on his thing though. No, I'm saying like okay, Michael just, Jordan. When I was the, okay, yeah, I just wanted to whoop Michael Jordan's ass. He had to mm-hmm. go into the offseason do his thing. Hopefully, Jason Tatum did the same thing. Thing, uh, Jalen Brown, I'm getting tired for the trade rumors. You're gonna trade him or not. Just go ahead and do it. But I still, like I said, with the team they got, the veterans they got, they got Malcolm Brogdon, I think they still are going to be contenders. Yeah, so literally what Ryan just said and what you just said, too. I think the, that that addition of Malcolm Brogdon is going to be able to stabilize everything, in my opinion, that just go, that's going on with the Celtics in the offseason. Because he's he's a true point guard. I think he's one of those, you know, tough-minded, tough-nosed like point guards that's going to be able to keep – that whole if there's a rift between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and those uh, and the organization, I think he'll be able to to keep all of that together. I'm not sure exactly what the culture will look like, so that's that's concerning for if I'm a Boston Celtics fan. But I think from a roster perspective, and we saw Jason Tatum take his game to a new level this past fall season. I think Jalen Brown is also going to feel like he has something to prove as well. So I think you know we'll see a difference in him a little bit um, when the postseason comes. So I think from a roster perspective, I believe they'll still be contenders. My concern is who their head coach is going to be. Yeah, I just want I just had to make a note real quick because you said that Jason Tatum was kicking ass. And if I remember correctly, someone's ass he kicked in the playoffs was the Nets. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, just wanted to, you know, hear what you had to say. Um, Joe Mozilla, whatever his name is, Thugzilla, um, is coming in. Godzilla. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, versus King Kong. I don't see it happening. Um, now, unless this is a very, this is a talented roster. Again, similar, i.e. a little bit, mm, is a talented roster. If Brad Stevens pulls a Pat Riley, 
I think this becomes a contender team, such as what happened in 0506 with Miami when Stan Van Gundy stepped down, Pat Riley stepped up, boom. But I I don't think Lightning's going to strike twice in terms of a first-year head coach taking them all the way again. Um, I think there is some, as first year, I feel like those first 15 to 20 games are going to be talking about this whole email thing for a while anyway, which I think is stupid, but media doesn't have anything else to talk about, right? Um, and it's going to be kind of lurking over the heads, but I oh, they got a lot more to talk about. Trust me. They just don't. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I think if, if Brad Stevens is, is at the helm with this roster, yes, they may make it out the East again. Um, but without that, um, again, if I'm talking about coaching matters, I don't see again, another rookie head coach taking them all the way to the finals. Um, they have the talent to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and definitely the semis, but I'm not sure if they can make it all the way. Um, so for that, I, I will say pretenders. But again, information can change if Brad Stevens says, hey, you know what? I'm ready to step back down for a moment and, and be a coach, uh, a la Pat Riley. This might be the toughest one of the of the four teams that I chose today. Because of the if he made the stuff he made Duncan Dove comes out. It's, it's easy, right? Um, and it's kind of hard to super judge the coach because we haven't seen him coach. Like, I've seen Steve Nash coach, <laughs> right? So, okay, that was easy. Hey, I, I don't to, to next get new coach, even everything else go well, I don't trust them to coach. Phoenix, they do have a coach, but I don't trust the roster and the turmoil going on. The Celtics roster is not turmoil, and they did get better with Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Janelle Gardner towards ACL, but they just they signed Blake Griffin. Big man is their problem. Fat boy, fat boy just said they lack size. Robert Williams is out. Anthony Davis, Robert Williams has injury history. And even during the playoffs and finals, as I'm saying, Temple about to go touchdown Memphis. Uh, but <laughs> uh, Robert Williams, same thing. He always has knickknack injuries. Hey, I want to say contender so bad. Hey, I can't, I can't get this no incomplete. I'm going to go ahead and say contender. With if, uh, potential information could change because, like she just said, I could basically see. Uh, Sapper just said a slow start, uh, they had last year concerns. So, that's another thing without you made a doka. It's like they start slow this year, are they gonna get it together? Like, it's it's those questions. I'm gonna say, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, sake of tender. And but she didn't make a great point when Miami made this switch. I could very well see Brad Stevens if it do start off slow, say, I'm coming down. And that can be the big difference because Brad Stevens was a good coach, man. This we I don't think nobody thought he was no slouch. Uh, so if that happens, and I think that would happen if that happens, and that's why I gonna give them a bit for Dell contender because I don't know if Brooklyn is necessarily gonna fire Steve Nash. They might just go ahead and try and trade KD and Kyrie if things go a while instead of firing Steve Nash during the season. Uh, and I trust Boston would make the switch. Um, so that'll think- be good. I think the scheme for Boston is they start they 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 bring in Brogdon off the bench too, and I think that may hurt him for whatever reason. What what you think? It could it couldn't because he can score. He can he got some he got better offense game than Marcus Smart, and I don't know who else off the bench is going to score as well. Um, so I think it it could help and hurt, but I think eventually he could start as well. So I, I think starting out is not a bad idea because you they need some scoring scoring off the bench, and Marcus Smart is not a scorer. So you'll probably much rather start him. <laughs> yeah, and, and we've seen this on the Taylor table before. Even like, like Christian Woods not going to be starting for the Mavericks, which I think is uh, abysmal. 
but it's about who's going to finish the game who's going to get more minutes anyway. I think they're going to find a way to put Malcolm Brogdon into that lineup with Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and whoever plays the four or five position. Um, but I wouldn't be too too upset about who starts at this point, to be honest. They got to figure some things out first and foremost, and then they'll get it together. But, yeah, Brad Stevens, if you're listening, you, you might need to go ahead and get ready. Get your polos ready. Yeah, Ryan going to use that slogan, let's be real, tell us we're lucky to make the finals last year. You can say that about anybody. You can say Gold State, we're lucky to make it. Drop and rank out there. Dancing Brandon. Right. I still got the Celtics being the Bucs. Look as a part of the game. Like, look, yeah, it happens every year. Look as a part of it. Kevin Rapp was on the line, and James Harden and Kyrie was hurting this series against the Bucks a couple years ago. Like, you know, it, it's it, every year, everybody gets lucky in some form or fashion. The Cincinnati Bengals last year in the playoffs, stuff happens. <laughs> um, we do got one question for our guy, uh, my guy, Power Allen, man. It's a, so he just tuned in, but which team would be the most fun to watch this season? Man, we changed this to add S at the end with teams. Uh, I got a couple off the top of my head. The Memphis Grizzlies, of course. Uh, yeah, John, I mean, if we keep it in a spade, a spade, a buck of fuck, might as well. John Moran looking at the anymore. I'm trying to come beat the else. Got me to turn. He, they ready. Uh, Detroit Pistons. Got a lot of young talent. Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, honestly, things hit right for the four teams we just mentioned. They gonna be fun in some form of fa- some form of fashion. Rather by turmoil or whatever. Uh, New Orleans, Zion is back. So uh, y'all got some more teams. Those are the four. The four that came off the top of my head. Dallas. Uh, no. You said who? Dallas for sure. Dallas, yeah. What fun? Yeah. Hey, Luca is fun. Yeah, Luca is fun. Yeah, Orlando. I can see that. He's, he's been on this Orlando train for the last two months, bro. See that a little bit. I want to see uh, Paulo. I do want to see Paulo, man. I do want to see him get some Atlanta for sure, though. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm I'm say I'm gonna say two teams, but I still want to go back that. to the Grizzlies point. But I'm going back to the Grizzlies point because this take file has now been taken out of the game. Which I am so it is over with. So now you can almost multiply times one or times two or times three. <laughs> the amount more like fast break opportunities you'll see that John Morant and his team get to have. Like I think that's the biggest thing that they them them taking that take foul out of the game. I think it's going to open. A, you know, I think it's going to see you're going to see way more highlights um, on fast breaks than you normally do throughout the year. But I also think I still want to throw. Um, Atlanta in there. I really, really yeah. like that backcourt. Now I'm not saying what the, I'm not sure what the heck they're gonna do, but I just like that backcourt. Um, that you know that is of uh, Deontay Murray, um, and Trey Young, and then also them still having the, um the front court that they have too. So I think that I think that's another one. Um, I'm just trying to name a team that we haven't said yet. Um, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with mile high and go with the Nuggets. Um, I want to see Jamal Bones and PG. Uh, MPG, yeah. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. as well, coming back from his injuries. And I mean, this team has been a shell of itself with just Joker, right? Um, what can they do now with the MVP and these this talent coming back? Um, I'm really, I, I hate to say this, I know I'm from Ohio, but the Cavs, I think, are going to be really fun to watch. Um, and I just want to see more from Evan Mobley as well, um, who I believe is a up-and-coming talent. And I'm gonna be honest with you. One other team that I would I would want to see play more often um, because they have a lot of like forwards, and I don't know how this is working. Um, is the Toronto Raptors, man? Um, Scotty Barnes, that team, Fred Van Fleet, uh, Precious Achua. Um, this was a six seeded team last season, and I believe they can still do really well. And I'm looking forward to see what kind of 
not highlights, but how well they play in jail in this upcoming season. I'm ready to see M Man take his next step too. Uh, I think that's gonna be fun to watch as well. Yep, the shooting guard Ant Man, shooting guard Ant Man, yeah, shooting guard Ant Man, damn ESPN. And you know, a part of me want, a part of me want to say the Nets, but shit, we already talked about them so much, and I ain't trying to hear that be a bullshit about Scholar no more. So you know, <laughs> that's why I said the so, four things he talked about could will be fun to watch too in some form or fashion. If I control for half a second, I, I still want to see this backcourt of uh Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. I still want to see that. I don't care what uh, and, 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 and the shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see <laughs> Don't forget Dennis Shooter now. <laughs> I, I did. I did. You said Dennis Shooter. Dennis Shooter. Shout out to the fun too. Actually, I don't think San Francisco be too much of a clown show this year. Uh, during the regular season, they are Doc Rivers and James Harden are good for regular seasons. Playoffs? They're going to be number one in the East. Playoffs, though? Not yet. Right. Playoffs? Oh, hey. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? You see what I'm talking about? He just did it again. He just did it again. Because he. Ah, uh, <laughs> I see something. He just did it again. You Hold walked on, him on, right on. into it, Sharky. You walked him right into it. Yes. He just did it again. You you say that about everybody. Wow. <laughs> Come on now. That's true. Walked him right into it. That's I was true. waiting for somebody to do that. Ah. Uh, uh, I played the fifth on YouTube. I don't know what to say. <laughs> my last fade of the, my last fade of the day. Ah oh, man. Yeah. But always oh, fun, man. No show oh. next week. Nah, I just got <laughs> That's got a dog one in. Uh, no show this week, man. Um, well, I was scared him. All right, he did though. That was you get karma. That dog ain't number, but two rolls of toilet paper big, bro. How that dog scare you? Karma. That's hilarious. But yeah, man, no show next week. Uh, man, we all gonna hang out. She to be in the town. Uh, hopefully, trail should be back when we come back in a couple weeks. Uh, we do got started five. If it's Grizz's content coming for you, uh, recording tomorrow should be out. Monday or Tuesday. Also, Three Hardaway should be out coming up uh, over the next couple of days as well. Of course, you can follow us uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, LBR underscore media. Uh, listen and subscribe on YouTube live Saturday mornings or after the show. And, of course, the other 11 podcasting platforms that you can listen to us on, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, iHeart, you name it. And follow me on Twitter at one D-A-O-N-E underscore P-Shark. At underscore Scott Lead on Twitter. It's really shitty. At Nets over checks. Y'all be easy. Really? <laughs> Tell Shakira, y'all. Also, uh, follow Trail for <laughs> the art of Trevor. And I got Savage, uh, of course, uh, through the Hardaway and LBR Media, uh, M Savage 901. Shout out to Ryan, man. He said, great show, fellas. Appreciate it. Also, Fat Boy Fadeaway said, great show as well. Shout out to y'all for tuning in. Always supporting. Also, Dom, I got Dom who uh, tuned in earlier, Savage tuning in, and I got a power hour. But to next time, y'all, stay colored.